Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a single story long, just a few minutes in case you only have a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with a great story. And we've got one for you today. But first, we'll remind you that we drop a few of these bites each week in preparation for our Thursday hour-long episode drop filled with stories for you and your family. And this Thursday, you won't want to miss a performance recorded live in the Appleseed studio from the great South Carolina storyteller Tim Lowry. A story for anyone who has ever enjoyed a road trip. It's a road trip story. There are stories about good luck charms, and you won't want to miss it. Tim Lowry on the Appleseed on Thursday. But for now, I'm joined in the studio by Brian Tanner, our producer. Brian, it's great to have you with me. Hola. <laughs> now I know why you're saying hola. Tell us what we're going to hear right now. <laughs> so I brought in a story from Antonio Sacre, who is uh, a half Cuban, half Irish storyteller who, uh, from Los Angeles. This one is called Papito. And the fact that he's half Cuban and half uh, Irish American comes into play in this story um, in kind of a major way. And you'll hear that as the story is playing out. This is from a collection of stories called Looking for Papito. And this piece is called Papito. Antonio Sacre Un, here dos, on the I'll begin the way I always begin. 35 years ago, my father got into a rowboat from Havana, Cuba, and rowed 90 miles to America to start his new life. By the time I got into seventh grade, I told my friends that my father saved all of his family, all of his friends, piled everyone into that boat, and rowed everybody over to America. By the time I got into high school, I told my friends that my father stole five boats from Castro's Navy, saved all of his friends, all of his family, all of his first, second, third, fourth, and fifth cousins, everyone on his block, all of the pets, piled everyone in the boat. There was no room for him in the boat, so he tied those boats together with a big rope, put that rope around his shoulders, and he swam everybody over to America. I recently told my dad that I was telling that story, and he laughed. I said, but really, you just came over in the boat with your family, right? He said, came over in the boat? What are you talking about? I flew over in a plane. I said, you didn't come over in the boat? He said, no, you've been telling stories like that all your life. And it's true, I have. When my father came over to America, he didn't speak a word of English. He only spoke Spanish. He met a woman who didn't speak a word of Spanish. She only spoke English. And you know what they did? They got married. And they had me. And I grew up speaking Espanol with my papa and English with my mom. Now, in Cuba, we all have funny nicknames. My father's name is Antonio, but his nickname is Nico. My uncle's name is Raimundo, but his nickname is Tito. My brother's name is Roberto, and his nickname growing up was Pintico. Because when he was born, my grandmother picked him up and she said, Hi, que Pintico. I asked my dad what pintico meant because I couldn't find it in the dictionary. He says pintico means, what a little cutie pie. 
My brother Roberto hated being called cutie pie, and I called him that all my life. When he was in eighth grade, he had his first date with a girl. And when she came over, her name was Michelle. She was very nervous. She had a nice, pretty dress on. My brother looked very handsome. They both were nervous. They didn't know what to say. I said, Michelle, if you don't know what to say with my brother, you can talk to him about his nickname, Pintico Cutie Pie. My brother turned red. My name is Antonio, like my dad, but my nickname growing up was Papito. When I was five years old, I lived in Perryville, Maryland, and in Perryville, nobody spoke Spanish. I was the only one. And when I went to school for the first day of school, I was so excited and nervous to be at school that I forgot to speak English. I walked in there, I said, Hola, ¿cómo están toda la gente aquí? Yo me llamo Papito. The kids looked at me, they said, What? I said, oh, I'm sorry. My name is Papito. And one little kid in the back of the room, who I'll never forget, his name was Joey Martino. He stood up and he said, P, P, Papito? Sounds like Dorito. I said, no, no, it's Papito. He said, no, 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 it's Dorito. And he called me Dorito for the whole first day of school. The next day when I showed up at school, the kids all stood up. They said, hey, it's Nacho Cheesehead. And they called me Tostito and Burrito. And one kid even called me Potato. <laughs> I went home that day and I said, Papa, desde hoy, yo no me llamo Papito. My dad said, ¿Cómo? Tú te llamas Antonio y Papito. I said, no, from now on, don't call me Papito. From now on, call me... And I tried to think of the most English-sounding name. I said, from now on, call me Tony. My dad said, Tony? Okay. The next day, he dropped me off at school. He said, hasta luego, Papito. Uh, Tony, te veo más tarde. I said, okay, Papa, te veo más tarde, which means I'll see you later. And one of the kids in the playground who was in third grade came up to me. Now, when I was in kindergarten, the third graders looked six feet tall. He came up to me. He said, hey. I said, yeah. He said, what was that you were speaking? I said, Spanish. He said, Spanish? Sounds stupid. Are you stupid? This was a third grader. I didn't know what to say. I looked up at him and I said, Duh. And he went and he told the whole school that I was stupid. So I went home and I said, Papa, desde hoy, yo no quiero hablar español más. I said, I never want to talk Spanish again. My dad said, ¿Cómo? Tú puedes hablar español y inglés. You can speak Spanish and English. I said, no, desde hoy, I'm only talking English. And if my dad spoke to me in Spanish, I'd answer him back in English. And if he spoke to me in Spanish, after a while, I'd pretend like I didn't understand him until he only talked to me in English. Well, when I turned about eight years old, my mom and dad got divorced, and my dad moved away, and I had no one to practice Spanish with, but that didn't bother me. My mom spoke English, all my friends spoke English. I was going to talk English just like everyone I knew. As I got older, I forgot every word of Spanish I ever knew. And by the time I got into high school and back in touch with my dad, I couldn't speak a word of it. And he sent me down to live with my grandmother Mimi in Little Havana in Miami, Florida. And when I walked into her house for the first time, she looked at me and she remembered that when I was younger, all I spoke was Spanish. She said, oye, papito. I looked at her, I waved, I said, hi, Mimi. She said, oye, papito. 
And when she saw that I didn't understand a word she was saying, she got mad and she threw a tempesto, which is like a Cuban hurricane. She started yelling and I understood a few words. This is what it sounded like to me. She said, papito, espanol, cubano, gringo. Then she grabbed me by my ear. She pulled me into the kitchen. She opened up the refrigerator door. She reached in and she took out a piece of flan. Flan is sort of a brown custardy dessert that's really delicious. She said, papito, este es un pedazo de flan. I looked at her. I said, hi, Mimi. She said, no, hi, Mimi. Flan. She walked up to me. She stuck that flan in my face. I said, flan. She said, very good. She reached in the refrigerator. She got out the gallon of milk. She said, papito, esta se llama un galón de leche. I said, what? She unscrewed the top, walked over to me. Leche. I said, leche. She said, very good. She reached into the refrigerator. She got the butter. She said, papito, esta se llama mantequilla. I said, mante, mante. She said, mantequilla and stuck that in my face too. I said, mantequilla. She said, very good. Then she reached into the refrigerator and she got the eggs and the lettuce and the mayonnaise and the ketchup. Every time she brought out something, if I could say it in Spanish, I could grab it from her and throw it at her. If I couldn't say it in Spanish, she would throw it at me. Soon there was a great big food fight in the kitchen with food going everywhere and we were laughing. Then she took me into the bedroom and she threw the sheets and the pillow and every time she hit me with the pillow, she'd say the word in Spanish, but I'd forget because I always got hit with it. To this day, I don't know how to say pillow in Spanish. Then she took me into the bathroom and she threw the soap and the shampoo and the toilet paper. Now the word for soap is jabón and the word for soup is sopa. And I would mix the two up all the time. I'd say, Mimi, I'm going to take a bath. Please come and give me the sopa. She'd go to the refrigerator and get the big pot of soup and come into the bathroom and say, here you go, papito. I know the difference between soup and soap now. <laughs> Antonio Sacre with a story about learning Spanish. And we're happy to bring that tiny little thing to you as today's Appleseed Bite. I say tiny little thing partly because that's just a story fragment. It's just the introduction to a cycle of stories told by Antonio Sacre about, uh, about becoming acquainted with his heritage. And the whole collection is called Looking for Papito. It's worth looking up and finding on the internet. Of course, you can find Antonio Sacre's stories here on the Appleseed, too. Um, I, I, again, I'm, I'm in the studio with Brian Tanner. Brian, uh, that sort of fragment of a story, it's kind of the beginning of uh, kind of a series of stories from Antonio Sacre that talk about him getting acquainted with his heritage, really, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And where did that story take you? Oh, I just loved it because um, I am bilingual myself. I lived in Brazil for a few years, and uh, I just love the Portuguese language. It makes me so happy. <laughs> and I just thought, I really want my kids to have the opportunity to learn another language. And so we put them into a lottery to be in uh, dual language immersion. You know, we put them into a lottery for... Um, Mandarin Chinese and for Spanish and also Portuguese as well. And Portuguese was the one that hit, you know. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, oh, this would be a good chance for them to learn Mandarin, you know, yeah, like yeah. when they're kids. Um, so I was a little bummed about that. But secretly in my heart, I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun to be able to talk <laughs> to my kids in Portuguese. And so, you know, my son is in third grade now. My, my daughter's in first grade. And it's so fun to see them starting to learn these words, you know, like the, like the grandmother in the story. Just when yeah. you when it registers like oh, they know that word. Oh, they know that word. 
said they came back from school. They know another word. It just fills me with so much joy because it's something that we can share together. Yeah. Fun to bring you Papito by Antonio Sacre. And I can't wait to be with you again on the Appleseed. Join us, of course, on Thursday for a story recorded live before our studio audience from Tim Lowry, the wonderful South Carolina storyteller, a road trip story you won't want to miss. I'm Sam Payne. Thanks for joining us for a bite brought to you by the Appleseed.